Blog Talk Radio. Stroll through the pictures What I've left behind You once again I'm locked up in memories They all intertwine The memories living In my mind I know tomorrow Cause that dawn will come You will never know what you have done Well, good evening. We'd like to welcome you to the Stop Child Abuse Now talk radio show sponsored by NASCA, which stands for the National Association of Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. And today is Tuesday, January 10th. 2023. This is scan number 3092. And we have a a very special type of show tonight. It's called a Survivor Professional Open Mic Forum Call-In Night, where we uh, have a Survivor Professional host, um, and we uh, facilitate an open mic forum, meaning that you are welcome to call in and join and participate in our panel discussion. Um, we uh, welcome anyone to call in, and we will be giving the details as to how to accomplish that in a few minutes. My name is Penelope Bennis. I am from Sarasota, Florida. I am an adult survivor of child abuse. With me on my host team this evening is Annie Marges from California. Hi. Yeah, thank you, Annie, and we welcome you this evening. Um, Our topics are... uh, developed um, around our mission at NASCO, which is all about child abuse, trauma, uh, uh, intervention, prevention, and recovery. And you can find more information on our website at www.nasca, which is N-A-A-S-C-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you a little more about NASCO right now. We have a single purpose at NASCO, and it's to address issues related to childhood abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violent or physical abuse, emotional traumas, and we do so with only two goals. The first goal, educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over its taboo of discussing childhood sexual abuse, abbreviated CSA, presenting facts showing child abuse to be a pandemic, worldwide problem that affects everyone. And the second goal, offering hope and healing through numerous paths, providing many services to adult survivors of child abuse, and information for anyone interested in the many issues involving prevention, intervention, and recovery. If you'd like to call in and join our panel discussion this evening, you are welcome to. The number to do so is area code 646-595-2118. Again, that number is area code 646-595-2118. And Annie will greet you on our back line and welcome you into the show. So we are waiting for our special guest, our survivor professional, Felicia Johnson. So before, um, uh, once Felicia comes on, I'll tell you a little bit more about her background. But I wanted to expand a bit on what these episodes, Survivor Professional Open Mic Forum uh, show nights are all about. As, uh, because on these episodes, we welcome various co-hosts, survivor professionals, who will assist in fielding questions and lead a variety of topics suggested by our call-in participants. That would be our panel members. Welcome to call-in. So this far professional's trauma-informed perspective helps uh, to guide facilitated discussions on the issues of child abuse, trauma, and healthy human sexuality that spring from questions and topics brought to us by our listeners. 
So everyone is invited to engage on tonight's show. Again, the number is area code 646-595-2118. So we're waiting first of our professional, and while we are waiting, Annie and I invite you to please call in and um, join our discussion, and you can bring up the topic, any topic related to uh, our mission, which is child abuse, trauma, intervention, prevention, recovery, um, or any of the um, subjects that you'd like to discuss uh, that are regarding uh, adult survivor of child abuse issues, such as healing tools, uh, healing modalities, um, managing triggers. Uh, we have many, many topics that we discuss um, on these open formats, and uh, they're, they're meant for the purpose of discussion and, uh, and very informative. Uh, I'd like to also... Uh, Again, mention our web address, which is www.nasca, which is nca.org. And on the website, you will find our weekly show schedule. We host these Stop Child Abuse Now talk radio shows five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 8 to 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. And our show schedule is always posted on the main page of our website. You can also find other resources on the main page of our website. And within the depth of the website, no matter where you are in the world, you can find support, ambassadors for NASCA, and resources to help in any aspect and every aspect of the healing process, um, information, all the information is captured um, in one website, which is just a wonderful, wonderful resource. So we do strongly encourage you to um, go to the website and um, take some time and take a look at all the resources available. So, Annie, I don't, I'm not seeing any call-ins uh, coming, so did, didn't no. know if there was anything that top of your mind that you wanted to discuss tonight or if we should just give it a few more minutes to see if we have Felicia Johnson show or anybody, uh, any other um, panel members that wish to call in and, and uh, bring up topics for discussion. Um, but uh, other than that, I, I, you know, don't have an agenda myself. So other than, and then wait and, and see uh, what kind of activity we have Colin. Yes. I don't have a, a topic in mind. Okay, and, and um, I know we, we are um, coming off of the holidays and the new year, and as you can hear, I'm uh, a little under the weather, um, just recovering from COVID, and I have a sore throat, so um, every couple words gets caught in my throat, but I'm much better and very happy to be on the other end of that. So please uh, forgive um, and excuse my raspy um, voice and choppy voice this evening. I um, wanted to right now just quickly go over the rest of our schedule this week. Um, so tomorrow night, which is Wednesday, we have what we, uh, the type of show is a special guest night. And we have a very special guest tomorrow night, Wednesday. Her name is Sandy Phillips from Ohio, um, who is a youth minister. Uh, so we are very looking forward to having Sandy um, come in and tell her story and share her um, knowledge and experience with us. On Thursday, uh, we have another Survivor Professional Open Mic Forum show. Um, we have Sonova um, Cantrell from um, MI, is, I believe it's Missouri, or is it Michigan? Oh, my gosh. So I go back to first grade. Um, I believe it's um, MI is Michigan, right? Annie? Oh, my God. I think, I think so. Okay. I think so. Survivor, so. author, and a life coach. Oh, my gosh. I need to go back to my, my basic geography days. Um, so we welcome uh, Sonova, um, our special um, host, um, Survivor Professional, for Thursday. And then on Friday, uh, our show is another um, 
special guest night where we have a special guest and ask a family member who will share their personal story. And her name is Sandra Holdorf, and she's from Ohio, the child abuse survivor and volunteer. So we're very uh, much looking forward to the schedule for the rest of our week. We have a very full schedule this week. And again, uh, the NASCA uh, blog talk radio shows are held on um, Monday through Friday, so all week long during the weekdays from 8 to 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. And the number to call in is always the same, which is area code 646-595-2118. So again, it's area code 646-595-2118. So I want to just leave, a few, you know, give a couple more minutes to see if we have Felicia um, show up, Annie, um, or anybody else um, who wishes to call in, call in this evening. And Annie and I are here. Um, we have a lot of experience bringing to the table as uh, both um, living in the in the shoes of adults survivors of child abuse. Um, I think really excellent credentials, and and my best credentials are um, being an adult survivor of child abuse in my own firsthand experience. Um, uh, throughout uh, my lifetime um, and through my own recovery and through my own work. And I know I've been, um, I know Annie quite well, and I know she has a breadth of knowledge um, and, uh, and information um, as well. So uh, we do encourage you to call in, and we are happy to facilitate any questions or discussions that you may have on the top of your mind this evening. So one more time, the area at Excuse me, the phone number is area code 646-595-2118. Oh, I'm watching. No one has called in yet. Yeah, a couple more minutes, Annie. I think I'll just give it until we're at um, the 30-minute mark, um, and me- meaning we're 30 minutes into the show, and then um, I'll take a temperature check and... and, and um, See if we want to conclude the show early since we're not having any activity. Um, but Annie, I actually wanted to share with you that my son, um, my sons were visiting for the holidays and have now since gone back to school. But um, one of my sons is um, was reading a book called. Um, it's a very provocative title called "I'm Glad My Mom Died." And. Part of that book, and the author is um, Jeanette McCurdy, and Jeanette McCurdy is actually um, famous. She was a um, child uh, star, and during my my kids' um, tween years or earlier, um, they did watch the show iCarly. If you've ever seen the show iCarly, she was um, a main character on the show. And this is her autobiography, and she was um, she is an adult survivor of child abuse, and was um, severely abused um, by her mother um, in many different. There were many different forms of maltreatment. Um, so she details this in her book, and my son was reading it because he's actually the editor in chief for his um, college newspaper. He goes to Loyola Marymount University. Um, and he is reading it for First Amendment Week, and he's going to be interviewing her. Um, she's actually coming to campus um, for um, a live um, interview on uh, during um, First Amendment Week. And so he mentioned to me um, that he's reading this book, and so um, I, after he concluded the book, I am reading it now, and I'm about halfway through. And... Um, I'm I'm very um, obviously it's it's um, an autobiography um, on severe uh, severe child abuse, but I am very um, appreciative appreciative of her willingness and tenacity to write about her truth, and you know, with her um, really exposure um, as uh, uh, really a a child star and her fame is using her fame to really 
you know, bring awareness to this topic. And she is a younger person. I think she's still in her 20s. Maybe she's 30 after look. But a younger person who has, you know, gone through the healing process. And I know we talk about, um, I mean, we'd love to stop child abuse altogether. We know that that is um, unfortunately not altogether possible. But what we can do is the work that we do in terms of our mission, which is, you know, intervention, prevention, recovery. And if the adult, you know, the average adult age of, of an adult survivor of child abuse going into the recovery process is, in this country at least, is still 54. Um, and so if we can, you know, people can start this process earlier in their lives. Um, that is the goal, and she is definitely an example of that. So I am... Um, I am I'm very much looking forward to my son's interview with her. Um, I'm not giving him any guidance. You know, this is his his opportunity and the LME's opportunity to bring her on stage for First Amendment Week. But I am very interested in her um, experience and, and in the and the questions that she answers. So um, I see that you're on with Bill. Um, so we'll see how Bill wants to move forward. I'm going to go out. Hi, hi, it's Bill. How are you doing? I'm good, Bill. How are you doing? I'm good, but I checked the um, door just now and saw that uh, you guys were alone, so I decided I'd make it a threesome. (laughs) Well, thanks. You know, we've, um, Felicia is unfortunately not, um, has not, called in and I know that Annie um, did text her and tried to reach out and um, you know this is the second time that I've hosted that Felicia has not um, called in as our survivor professional host and I'm not sure why that is Um, I'm not sure if she is aware that she's on the schedule or what's going on I don't know if you have any idea of what well Carol Carol confirmed that she had uh, touched base with everybody this week and huh. so I don't know. Okay. I can get it. Uh, because, I mean, I send the contact list to, like, well, I think it's all of you, don't I? Do I? Well, sometimes I do. But I send it to Carol every week because she's taken the commitment of calling them over the previous weekend. So she called last weekend or contacted them last weekend. I gave her a phone number and an email. And she called back to me. She wrote back to me that she was able to contact everybody except the one person who was going to come on Thursday, but I was in touch with that person. In other words, as far okay. as I knew, everybody was everybody was contacted and reminded. Okay. So, and I, I do appreciate Annie also reaching out to her a few minutes before the show. So, um, you know, we're 20 minutes in, so I'm not really sure um, what's going on with Felicia, and I'm hopefully everything is okay. Um, of course. I know when she comes on, we have, a great show. We always have a great show when she comes on. So um, I uh, will try to uh, facilitate um, also anybody that just wishes to call in and um, post a question or a comment or regarding our mission. We are not getting any calls in, so I'm not sure how to proceed. Well, we could pick a topic ourselves among the three of us and at least begin that way. Um, you know, perhaps we should pick volunteering as a topic. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a pretty important thing when you have an organization that's uh, a nonprofit with all volunteer staff. Uh, and you have to, you know, when you do it that way, the persons that take the obligation have to be mindful of the fact that it's a responsibility to the whole group, to the whole family, as we call it. And, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate and unfair, frankly, that um, people will take a position and then not show up for it. Now, we will replace her if we hear, you know, if we hear that she's not able to do it anymore, okay, you know, God bless you, and you'll find somebody else. But I've had no conversations with any of our co-hosts in that regard. Actually, I have, but when I do, I replace them, like Sonova is new. 
so we, um, I'm in a quandary to uh, to know how how better to do this because to me it's I mean I, I work extremely hard and I have for years now building NASCA and I hope that it's appreciated. <laughs> um, I know it is by some people, but it should be also appreciated by those who run it because we get a lot out of it. At least I do. I shouldn't talk about you. I get a lot out of the contribution that I make towards, you know, helping other people to get into recovery and heal. That's that's it. There's no there's no payment, you know, but there's a benefit, a huge benefit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, I, your efforts are, are appreciated and noted and, I know we've helped, you've helped so many, NASA's helped so many people. NASA's helped so many people. Um, and so I don't think there's any question um, about that. I think, you know, the volunteerism, it is, um, I don't know if it's this day and time. I don't know, you know, I know that um, it ebbs and flows, but I, you know, it's it's been sparse um, in the last year. And um, so I'm not, you know, we encourage you. You want, you know, for me, at least for me, a, a big part of my own healing process and recovery was doing something, you know, taking a stand and taking a stand and getting involved with NASCA and other and other organizations, not only for myself, but you realize you become a part of something so much bigger than yourself. And um, that is, that to me was hopeful. We talk about hope and healing. And the volunteering and being involved with this is a huge part of it. And you're absolutely right. There's um, it's a type of contentment and satisfaction to know that, that you know, your own experience, you can lend and, and uh, you can lend that truth and that experience to, uh, to the cause um, and to help other people. So I would highly encourage anyone that is interested, just go on the NASCA website. There's there's a volunteer um, button, right? There's a place to um, submit your interest to volunteer, and we have a lot of a lot of opportunities for that. And gosh, Bill, I don't know how long have I been hosting and on the you know volunteering. I think since 2018, 2019. Um, wow. Wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, it is. And uh, the group that we have right now is a pretty good group to, as terms of hosting and, and co-hosting and so forth and, um, and trailing. And, um, you know, we, we also have been getting some good guests. It's been hard because people are not hanging around NASCA like they used to. I think that's it. I, I don't know. It's hard to determine exactly what the reason is, but you're right. In the last year or so, we've had a significant drop in, in participation um, that perhaps it translates into people being interested in something else, or I don't know what it is, you know, or, or we need to shake things up a little. Or Now, here's an idea. We had, a, we had a newsletter that was going out month after month after month that got dropped because our newsletter editor uh, resigned, and this is going back a couple of years. And we have a new newsletter editor who just came forward, and I actually haven't even spoken to her uh, to describe the job. It's not a heavy job, and it can be anything she makes it because, you know, I had a style of doing newsletters that, of course, I'll offer her, but, you know, if she wants to do it in a different style, all you have to do is talk about it. And If I approve, she can go, you know, go with God, you know. <laughs> um but we had, uh, I think it was 1,200 people on that list that monthly heard from us. And that, mat- that mattered. And you know what? Almost nobody ever drops themselves from the list. On the mm. other hand, they add themselves a couple at a, couple at a month, a couple each month. Um, and so it's a fairly consistent list of people that were uh, dedicated to, the, to getting the newsletter because they're not dropping, you know, and... Uh, and they still are adding. They want to get the newsletter. So, 
I think that's an example of a tool that we're not using right now that can uh, absolutely improve our own outreach, um, you know, in the same way that the radio show does, if people are listening. Now, I don't know, you know, but, uh, you know, obviously we'll emphasize in whatever we put out um, how important it is to, you know, follow along with things like the newsletter and the recovery group and three times a week and so forth. And don't forget, there's always new things on the website and so forth. Uh, we have a pretty significant Facebook group, and I remind people that we need guests on the Facebook group fairly regularly because uh, I, I, that's one of the places I pull, you know, new, new uh, guests from. So they know about the radio show, in other words. Um, and actually, one of the three groups that we have is dedicated to being a fan page uh, you know, people that think that are that that are happy with the newsletter and they want to, you know, they want to celebrate the newsletter. And that was set up by uh, by a friend of ours, Carl Hart, who um, set up the page. For, he's in, in other words, he's in charge of it, but I can post on it, and I do. So there's there's hundreds, actually thousands, of people out there that hear from us. But I don't know if we're if we're posting the right kind of article there. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're tired of hearing from me. They hear from me all the time. You know, other people can can write something and submit it. Of course, you know, you know anybody who's a regular like like those on the show tonight. You know, you don't need to. Uh, you know, you don't need to worry about whether your posts are going to be approved. They are approved. In fact, most people's are. Only when they're new do they have to. Um, I have to look at their original posts and their, you know, to approve them for membership. But again, um, to me, you know, I think we're, one of the things that makes us unique is we are all volunteers. We are almost all survivors too, in recovery of some kind, and uh, that's um, really a wonderful thing. I don't know of any other group that does this, and also that we're, you know. Not only a nonprofit, but not paid. None of us are paid a dime, and uh, we've been able to hold it together since what is it, 2008 or something? 2008. And um, you know, I, I don't want to drop it. Obviously, I could simplify it if I had to, pulling, taking some programs away and so forth. But I'd I'd rather work on building up the the uh, the. Uh, Energy again, and the and the uh, you know the uh, the enthusiasm that we've had over these all these years, we've had pretty good enthusiasm. So I don't know if COVID really was it or what happened, but we did lose the attention of some people, as far as I can tell. Well, I, I think the newsletter is a great. That's a great point. I think that's a different um, touch point, and I think it is a you know, it's got a nice wide reach, and uh, it's a nice reminder um, about NASCA. And um, I, I think it pulls people in. I think, you know, I think that that's going to start up again. I think that's a great idea. I think we'll see some, um, we'll see some momentum from that, though. I do. I think I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Well, one of the things that it depends on is content. And so, if anybody out there is listening tonight, including you, ladies, of course wants to write a little blurb or something, it goes right in the newsletter, you know. Uh, we need people to make contributions. And then other things are kind of standard, like announcements about, don't forget, we have a radio show five nights a week, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but but it should it should be, um, there should be a couple of articles that are kind of um, what, what ultimately draws the person who's been at the newsletter a while to read the next newsletter. You know, this is not just an ad. There's something to it, some body to it. But we're, we're probably going to have to put it out again. We have four people writing for it and an editor. Um, so there were five people dedicated to it at one point, and it was going strong. And then the editor herself uh, could not continue. So I can certainly go back to the um, the writers that we had, but I'd also like to get some you know, some freshness to it. 
fresh people, right. some fresh ideas. And I'm open to yeah. ideas. You know, I'm open to ideas, of course. Well, I'm just taking the switchboard again. It looks like we still haven't had Felicia call in, so I don't, you know, think that uh, at this point she is um, going to be on the show tonight. So that's um, unfortunate. Hope everything's okay with her. Um, no, we finished a third of the show now, and she didn't show up, so I don't, I don't expect her now. Annie, so, um, Annie and Laura... Did you speak to her? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, I think if Annie heard from her, she would have... Annie, have you heard anything back? I have not. No. Yeah. Well, we may have to find some other, you know, some other co-hosts with newer blood to replace people. I've had to do it, you know, through the years, of course. But um, if a person misses once, I kind of understand it. But if they miss twice, much less three times, that's not a good record. Uh, better to right. replace them. Which is the yeah, unfortunate yeah. of Felicia because, I mean, I, I've, I've hosted her several times, and she's absolutely fantastic in what she does. And um, so, um, Oh, yeah, she's really great. A, she's yeah. great. She's got to call in. <laughs> You know? Right, right. Really, um, you're right. So you know, I mean, this this may be unprecedented, but you know, based upon the fact that we, you know, not having anybody call in, um, and I'm not talking about Felicia, but we've opened the line just to have any NASCA members or anybody listening that wishes to call in, and you know, bring up something on their minds regarding you know related to our mission um, statement to, um, you know. Start a discussion, or, or yeah. you know, the test. We're not receiving any calls. We don't have our documented um, host this evening. So, um, you know, we we were, you know, obviously the content of this show in the archives is not going to match the description. We were, you know, considering. Um, have you ever considered shortening the show to an hour when we don't have a guest show? I don't have a problem with that. And I do go back, at least I try to remember to, to shows like this one, and I redo the, the description. I'd say, okay. I'll say something like, uh, we expected a co-host to come on, but she didn't, so instead we had a general discussion, that kind of thing. Okay. But um, I, don't, I don't have a problem with stopping it. It's still another half hour to, to get to the one-hour mark, right? Right. Yeah. So let's continue for, okay. for the next half hour, right? If you, could, if you ladies want to okay. stick around for that long, that'd be great. Well, you know, and Bill, I was mentioning to yeah, me too. Obviously, uh, I was mentioning to Annie that my um, my son, who is um, he's an editor in chief for Lo- the Loyolan, which is his um, college um, newspaper. Uh, yep. LMU, it's down by you in Los Angeles, Loyola Marymount University. Um, and he is actually reading a book. Um, he read a book over break um, called uh, I'm Glad My Mom Died. And it's by the actress uh, Jeanette McCurdy. Um, and I'm not sure if you've seen the show iCarly. Uh, she's been on some other shows, but she's famous. And um, so my son was reading this book because he's actually interviewing her um, on behalf of the Loyola for First Amendment Week, which is in February. And her book is, is her, auto, her, her uh, autobiography on um, being an adult survivor of child abuse. And she, she tells about her abuse um, from her mother. Um, and there were many uh, for, uh, multiple forms of maltreatment. It was very severe. And so um, I'm in the middle of reading this book, um, but I was telling Annie about um, about the book. Um, and just what really um, to me was is, is somewhat profound is, well, the title is very provocative, number one. So I think that that's why they cited it. 
um, as a school, prefer, you know, as an editorial staff for First Amendment Week. Um, yeah. But she's a young woman. She just turned 30, and we talk about, you know, the fact that we can't, you know, we're not going to be able to stop child abuse altogether, unfortunately. We just can't do it. But we can, you know, through our voices and through our efforts and through our advocacy, um, help to bring people to begin the recovery process younger and younger and younger. Um, The average age in this country is, I think it's 54. The adult survivor begins the recovery process. And so she's using her her power um, of being a public figure and a very um, well-known one to um, break the silence. And I think it's fantastic. I do too. Um, I do remember hearing about this. I don't think she's ever been on the show. I, I don't think so at all. But I do remember hearing about the book and, and the story, basically. That's that's great. Good for him. So, yeah, I'm happy to the book. It's very well written. Um, obviously, it's a little triggering if you're an adult child abuse. But um, it's very, very well written. There's some um, uh, humor in it. We're about halfway through, and I'm going to reach out to her. But I don't want to steal my son's thunder. So, I'm gonna, you know, let him do his thing and let Ellen, you know, but I will. Um, I'm not sure if, if my son will mention uh, NASCAR or not. I gave him my card with all the information in case it comes up. But I will be reaching out to her to see if we can get her on after the fact. I think that would be really great. I do too. And, you know, we have no problem cross-referencing each other when, we, when something like this happens. So in a way, each promotes the other, you know. Uh, when you mention... Uh, Loyola Marymount University. If people that that has some recognition right there, and then you can put a, like a link to the article he wrote, and that gives him some, you know, other eyes, eyeballs. You know, so yeah. Well, he's not writing an article. He's doing a live. This is a live. Um, this is a live um, uh, interview uh, on campus for First Amendment Week. So I do, definitely want to let that happen before I, I don't want to step on his toes. This is a yeah, live yeah, event. Of so this. Of course. This is their thing, but I will definitely be reaching out the day after um, to set something up with her. Um, uh, well, let me let me mention then that um, we do have a couple of dates before that date that are still open. Uh, but we, we've actually done pretty well through uh, the end of, you know, the, the center and the end of this month and the beginning of next month. We have a bunch of shows in the book and so many that I had to put another um, two weeks of openings on top of the current schedule. So, but I want to, you know, I don't want, I don't want the alarm to be wrong every time we need a guest, which, which I sometimes feel like I'm doing, you know, uh, so if we don't have a guest that comes forward and there's a slot coming up and it's two days away, that's an emergency kind of, you know, <laughs> you got to find somebody. Now it doesn't have to be a new person. It can certainly be somebody who's told their story before, and even several times before, as long as there's a significant period of time between them. You know, we, we do repeat people's stories, and we kind of catch up with them, and we we hope that their you know their healing has progressed, and that they'll divulge that to our listeners, obviously, and that does happen. But um, again, there's not a, a there's it's the same lack of enthusiasm that there is for everything else that we do for, for guests showing up, you know, guests asking for spots. So I'm doing okay um, between people that have been on the show before. And of course I, I already have their uh, kind of a file on them, a record. Um, and and it, it's easy to plug them in because I can use most of that record to do so and just put a little update on it or whatever. And new people that who's who's uh, ne- who have never been here, and I have to fill out their whole, you know, their whole contact sheet and their bio and all that. But um, I want people to just understand that these 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 guests don't just show up; they're pursued, you know. And uh, and anybody anybody who's a child abuse survivor can tell their story on on, mm-hmm. on stop child abuse now. Um, 
Absolutely, that's right. And uh, we have had, you know, besides, you know, I call them, you know, those that tell for the first time, we have, it's I've hosted, um, we have had several um, guests on the show that have been guests before. And it's always, there's always something that, you know, is, is um, hopeful in both being the guest and being the host where we're always growing. We're always from each other's experiences. And I always, you know, I've never, you know, done the same, uh, you know, whether it's a year later, year and a half later, I've had the same special guests where there, you know, there hasn't been something that's evolved, something, you know, that uh, changed in their, in their work or in their healing. And uh, I always take away something, um, very, very, in our, our listening audiences as well, um, very, very right. uh, helpful um, to the cause. So absolutely, I, I think it's, you know, whether it's the first time or someone that's been on the show, it's always, you know, definitely meets our, our vision and goals and it serves, serves the purpose of why we're here and what we do, why we do this. I tell you what, some of the guests that have been on before and return, um, will loudly say how much they got out of the first time they were on. You know, they will, they, they really, they're wonderful witnesses as to the power of uh, telling your story, you know, and yeah. mm-hmm. NASCA provides that platform. So we want, we don't want people to miss their own miracle. You know, it's, it is really a big change to go from a person who's in, in trauma to being in recovery, if you're going to call it that, or in healing, you know, it's, a, it's huge. It's a, it's a, you're a different person, you know. Uh, so many of the returning guests, almost all of them, will have a, a, a compliment, and sometimes it's a significant compliment, uh, about um, their first and second experiences here. <clears throat> so that's pretty nice to hear, too. You know, promotion. Wonderful. Yeah. All right, so listen, everybody out there, you got 15 minutes, 646-595-2118, 646-595-2118. And of course, that's our dedicated line that we use five nights a week on the scan show. It belongs to us, and that's the number you call either to listen on your phone or to participate with your, through your phone uh, because if you if you come on, you can listen on the phone, and uh, probably Annie will be the one that greets you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if yeah, and Aunt Annie will ask you if you, uh, you know, if you if you'd like to tell us who you are and where you're from, and they offer you the opportunity to come on the show. So <clears throat> it's pretty easy to pass Annie's tests, right, Annie? <laughs> As long as you're breathing. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Oh, boy. But, but, you know, we also, also, you know, do ensure your confidentiality. So if you wish to listen in or only give your first name or remain anonymous, that is perfectly acceptable. You know, there is not exposure. um, And so... It is confidential. It can be confidential and anonymous if you if you so wish. So I do want to make a point of saying that as well. Because I remember That's a really I, yeah. yeah I was I was so scared. I was scared and yeah. I was the big step for me. And I wanted to only be in listen only mode and I didn't want to give my name. Um, and that's I had to, and that was fine and that was respected and I had to become comfortable. Um, with taking that step. And so I just wanted to, to make that point that you can be anonymous and you can just listen in and that's perfectly fine to, as well. That's a very good point. And we sometimes don't, I don't think we make it often enough, but we, we will protect your anonymity. Uh, you know, anytime you want to come on or anytime you want to write something for us or anytime you want to participate. Uh, there are people who actually use a screen name. Now, it has nothing to do with them, but it's a screen name, like uh, like a chat name, 
and they and they they want to keep that screen name and they don't want to tell you their first name. That's fine too. There are then other people who 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 uh, they may be their name may be Mary, but they end up being Martha, you know, <laughs> and and they may be from uh, Massachusetts, but they'll say they're from Connecticut or you know whatever to change things around, and that's okay with us too. We we want you to feel comfortable. However, we can make it comfortable. And so, if you if you're willing to come on the show, but you don't want to be uh, your name to be divulged, that's no problem at all. Uh, we can we can use any name you want, and um, we'd be happy to do that for you. Good point, though. Uh, we need to make that point more often because I think it does help people get over the uh, the hump, you know, cross the bridge <laughs> from from uh, you know being silent into being uh, spoke outspoken. This is this is a huge premise of the way I see recovery. That it's a um, it's a process of becoming more and more <coughs> open, basically, <coughs> and even honest and revealing. But you don't have to start that way. You have to start by the, the problem is the silence, which we all do, almost mm-hmm. every one of us. Uh, and it takes, as you said, sometimes years and years before you find the willingness, or something happens that. You know that lets you uh, open up a just a little crack, and and here we are. You can do it on Mexico, right. and many people many people do. And it's those are beautiful shows, I think. Uh, and um, we will protect you. We will hold on to you. We will, you know, cuddle you, whatever you need. <laughs> um, but I think, as I started to say, in my mind, the, the transition between being silent, which almost all of us are, and becoming uh, verbal, becoming open, um, even if it's just with a few people, it's it's significant. Um, and by the way, I do want to say that if you choose to be anonymous, which is great, just think of yourself as talking to one person. You're just talking to one person. Or you're talking to one at a time, at least on the show here. And, you know, it's not as scary when you're thinking it that way. This is another, this is a trick for being on television too, by the way. <laughs> you look in the camera and you, you could be scared to death if you're thinking there might be hundreds of thousands of people behind the camera. <laughs> but if you speak to one person through the camera, it's a lot easier to do. Yeah, definitely. So we, do, we do that too. Yeah. Well, I will say, you know, from my from my own from my own experience, um, to your point, Bill, that called in I think anonymously once or twice, and then I contacted you um, to tell my story for the first time, and I'd only told I didn't I hadn't told anyone in my family of origin. Um, I only told a few very close friends and. And I had found an ask after I was uh, able to, to to speak up for the first time the fact that I was not only physically and emotionally and verbally abused, but sexually abused. And I wanted to recover. I didn't know how I would heal from, you know, finally being able to acknowledge the sexual abuse, um, the pain from it. And um, that's how I found NASCAR. So then I started calling listening in. And then I contacted you. But I had never... I had remained anonymous. I hadn't said as a panel. I didn't ask any questions of a mic night, a special guest. And then I contacted you, Bill. So when I came on the story, I was shaking. I was shaking in my boots. And I, like I said, I only told, of course, my ther- I was in therapy, which has helped to bring it out. But I'd only told, like, my very best couple of my closest friends. And coming on the show and telling my story for the first time, I will say that um, there are a lot of different things that contributed to moving, initiating recovery, moving forward in it. But it was really coming on the show and telling my story for the first time on that on your on this platform that NASA provides, where I finally felt like my pain and my abuse no longer controlled me. I controlled it, and I had control over it because I broke the silence and I was no longer afraid. 
um, the fear dissipated. It was an incredible experience. So I would just really strongly, if you're considering coming on and telling your story, um, it, I was I was really frightened. It was the best thing that I, it was the best thing I did in terms of my recovery because I finally I was I was in control, complete control for the first. Time. And by the way, I was 40, I was 48 years old. I'm now 53, but I, that was I was 48 for the first time, and it was life changing. So right. that's the power of NASCA. So we're talking about getting guests and getting volunteers, and and to me, it's it's, it's such a NASCA is such a, a huge gift. That's something I will always be grateful for to have had that opportunity to do that, um, do the show, um, tell my story, and also to serve, you know, for NASCA. Um, to try and help others as well. So, um, and it takes a village. And Bill, you, 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 the inception of Asuka was with you, and everybody that has you know contributed, um, whether they're here or not, is is it does take a village. So, you know, we need we need you. We need people to to get involved. And this is a wonderful experience. Thank you for telling that story about your first time coming on the show and so forth. That was powerful, and I think it, uh, it impressed me, uh, and it should to anybody that hears it. And you know, the thing is that we're we're not kidding around. This is life changing, life changing for each one of us. And you know, we've had well, I don't know how many people have come through NASCA who have dramatically improved their life because of telling their story, for example, or because they went on the recovery group or whatever it was um, that, that uh, you know, maybe they found a local group by looking at our services list where we list all the, all the groups we can find in, a, in each state separately. Or maybe they went to an event off the calendar, you know, uh, whatever it was that started them down this road. The point is that without being able to exactly measure, we all know that we have had an impact. And uh, and that it's been uh, in some cases, you know, in some individual cases, it's traumatic, very dramatic. And uh, I think it's meaningful to every one of us. Every one of us. Now, you say it takes a village. That's exactly right. You know, I I was I didn't know what this was going to become when I launched it. It was just a website, frankly. Um, but I had already some familiarity with doing radio shows. Uh, never one about telling my own story. Even. <laughs> so the shows that I was doing were about public safety, and they were attached to community policing here in Los Angeles. But I, I had done 60-something of them, and so I had a familiarity with Blog Talk Radio, and I switched over to dedicating shows to telling your survivor story. And I... Um, I told my story for the first time in a public venue like this. It was episode 63. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. <laughs> it was, um, it, it was, you know, really, I was nervous, of course. I'd told my story many times, frankly. Uh, so, I, you know, it's not even that it was telling my story for the first time, but it was telling my story on this venue for the first time in this way. And, um, you know, I got through it. Uh, we, actually, it was an hour long, so it's the original shows were an hour long, and um, and that's where it all began. Now we're up to we have three thousand more shows than that now. You know, um, yeah. this is this is something else. It's, I had no idea it would have the life that it's had. And of course, when we talk about it being a village, people come forward and they suggest things, and not everything somebody suggests gets done. But an awful lot of them do, or some version of what they what they suggest does, and that's how we that's how we build. You know, that's how we expand. That's how we provide um, you know more resources, more tools, more services, um, you know, to the public. And, and again, everything at NASCA is free. Everything, you know, dues or fees. Even you don't even pay once a month for a year. <laughs> you know, so. I don't know. I, I um, 
I'm still a, a huge believer, I think, in the process that we have all instigated, and it is a we process, not Bill. It's all of us together. And that's what it takes, you know, to sustain 3,000 shows and more and, you know, uh, thousands of people in the, in the Facebook groups and all of that. Um, so. so, you know, the other, the other two points I wanted to make is that I didn't understand the first time I came on the show and told my story. I was just nervous about the format. I didn't know what to expect. And I will just say that, I mean, besides there just being a host and a co-host that greets um, anybody that wants to call on the panel and support um, the special guest, you are in complete control. Whatever you want to share, whatever you want to say, um, the host will help facilitate and ask some questions if you'd like. Um, but you're totally in control, which I was very nervous about. So I just decided to sort of start from the very beginning. Um, and I like a chronological story to paint a picture. Um, so to me, that was, I was relieved um, to know that it was really up to me, whatever I wanted and was comfortable with sharing. And the other point I wanted to make was there was a nice panel that evening in terms of just, there were a lot of panel members. And because, you know, when you've held the secret in for so long and you haven't told anybody, um, you feel very alone. And even though I told a couple of very close friends, I just felt like they just thankfully had never walked in similar shoes. They just really couldn't understand. And when I told my story for the first time, the panel members, because they were also adult survivors of child abuse, I was greeted with people that I felt I were exactly like me, the empathy and just aligning and the support that I received. I had never, ever experienced that in my life where there were people that were just like me that had the same experience that I, that I could share this with. And there was this understanding that I had never experienced. I had never known. And I truly felt like I had come home. So I think the fact that Billy called the Nazca family is very appropriate. I finally felt like I could just be in my skin and, and share the information that I shared. And I really was able to shed the shame um, and felt a, a, the two sets of community that was very unbelievably amazing and very foreign to me. So that's another thing about participating in NASCA, even if you're not going to come on as a special guest, call in as a panel member. It's so helpful. You're serving that way. So that's all I have to say. No, you're doing great. You should become our spokesperson. <laughs> we should make a commercial of you. <laughs> because that's another excellent point, you know, that you're terrified to tell your story. Terrified is a good word for it. Often a newcomer is terrified to tell their story, and they may not be a newcomer to recovery like you weren't. You had a therapist and you had told your story, but it's the venue. It's the telling it a little broader, and that's significant. So it's it can be really scary, really terrifying to tell your story in a public venue like this, but we're here to surround you. We're here to hold you up. I sometimes joke with people that we're not a Jerry Springer show. Well, we're not. You know, we're really comfortable. We make it as comfortable as we possibly can. For the, for the person telling their story, we usually, if they, you know, if they get uh, emotional, we wait for them to kind of contain themselves again before we move forward. If there's a, if, you know, if there's a person that's, that's crying, we let them cry. That happens. You know, uh, and we, if there's a question that's asked or a comment that's made that our guest is not comfortable with, we make them the commitment that we, we don't. Somebody's making a lot of noise. Annie, is that you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I moved. I moved in my chair. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, we're going to finish here in a couple of minutes anyway. Um, but I, I want to make the commitment to anybody who comes on the show that if we ever ask a question that triggers them or makes them uncomfortable or they don't want to answer or they think is too private and so forth, that's absolutely fine with us. Uh, you tell as much of your story as you're willing. 
and we, we pass over those things if they occur and just go on with your story. It's very simple. And we've done it, you know, hundreds of times for people, and we will do it for you. So I think that's a good place to stop. And um, I agree. We'll, we'll I agree. Thank you, an hour long show. <laughs> okay. So well, you're going to play well, the story. You. Yeah. Play the music and so forth, right? Yeah. yeah. Signing off. Thanks, Annie. Well, Thanks, yeah. Bill. You bet. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Penelope. Thanks, everybody listening. Thank you, Annie. God bless you. God bless you all. God bless you, Penelope, too. And thank you so much for tonight. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Lost Talk Radio.